This is Charlie Friday, and welcome to the Stream Coach Podcast, the show that helps you step up your game as a professional live streamer. And now here's your host. She hid from Chuck E. Cheese at her 12th birthday party, Ashney Christ. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast, where we teach you to pursue your dreams and learn to stream. Make sure that you hit subscribe on whichever podcast player you're listening to this on, or if you're watching the video on YouTube, hit that big red subscribe button directly underneath the video, and you can get more episodes like this where we help you with topics like branding and marketing and social media and entertainment and just everything that you need to know to run a successful Twitch stream. Also, if you could leave a comment on iTunes, that really helps the show because it helps more people find us. It helps iTunes figure out what shows are good and helpful for people. So if we can get some comments there, that would be absolutely amazing. And you would be helping other people get the help that they need to pursue their dreams as well, which is awesome. If you're not listening on iTunes, feel free to head over to Twitter and you can talk to me at Ashney Christ. And I'm really invested in helping everyone, obviously, but also making sure that this podcast is very high quality, um, very very useful information, very valuable for you guys. And so anything that I can do, if you want to give me any feedback over there, whether it's positive or negative, feel free. I would love to figure out what I can do to improve the show more for you. A big part of that actually is something that I'm currently working on in this first quarter of 2018. I'm actually working with someone to help me step up the quality for this show. So I listened to the show recently, a few episodes in my car, and I noticed a few things, okay? First of all, I noticed that the show is kind of low volume. I almost feel like when listening to podcasts, I'd rather them be a little louder, so that way I can just turn my volume knob down on whichever place I'm listening to it on, right? Like, you always have the option to turn it down, but it seems like you can't really go higher for a lot of shows. Um, And so that just makes the listening experience not very great. Um, And then also I've noticed some pretty bad reverb or echo with my microphone. Part of that is the room that I'm in because it is so open. And then part of that is the microphone that I'm using. And so what I'm doing is I'm kind of checking to see if I could possibly rearrange my apartment or if I could get a new microphone relatively quickly. So that way we are able to really increase the quality for you guys. Like quality is something that is so important to me. I really believe in having high quality content and I've definitely gotten down, I feel, I feel like, the, the value aspect of this, right? And for the most part, <laughs> the consistency aspect of this and the authenticity aspect of this. But quality is that fourth piece of the puzzle, right? And that is something that I'm definitely looking at improving for the podcast because my main thing, like if I were to listen to a podcast where I hear reverb and I feel like it's kind of low, I would be pretty turned off. There's so much great content out there that is extremely high quality. And I feel really bad because there are probably a lot of people out there that this podcast can help, but they're not getting that help that they need because they might just be instantly turned off by the quality that they hear. Um, I actually haven't really received any kind of feedback about that, but just my personal preferences, it's not really up to the standards that I'm looking for. So that is a big change that is going to be coming soon for you guys. So make sure that you keep an eye out for that. So obviously the entire point of this podcast, right, is helping people, and all of my content really, (laughs) is helping people learn to pursue their dreams and learn to stream. And dreaming is really important and I really feel like we should all be pursuing our dreams no matter what. If you have a dream and you have a passion, you have to work for your passions, right? You, You put that 
that hustle in and you make something happen with it. But sometimes whenever you are working for your passions, you get hit with adult stuff. Sometimes you just have to be an adult. And it's not really super fun, but it's definitely stuff that we all need to do. And my guest today is actually going to teach us about something super adulty, and that is paying taxes, okay? Which this is super timely for me because I have not started my taxes yet, and it's relatively late in tax season. I'm sure there are some of you out there who have been procrastinating like I have. Uh, This guest is a CPA. He helps all kinds of creators, and he's just a really helpful and nice guy. He goes by Warb Null on Twitter. It's W-A-R-B-N-U-L-L. He's a, he does, um, just, he's just a CPA for content creators. So very, very helpful person. What I'm hoping that you guys get from this episode is that you walk away feeling much more ready to tackle your taxes, okay? You feel more prepared, you feel more confident, and you have more knowledge about it because this is super important. This is something that we can't get away from, so it's very important that we actually do it and we actually do it correctly. I'll tell you guys after the interview my kind of resolution that I've decided on for how I'm going to be taking care of my taxes from now on. So if that's something that you're interested in hearing, feel free to stick around. And then after the interview, I'm also going to tell you where you can go if you need to get more help for learning to pursue your stream dreams. I, man, stream dreams sounds so strange. Okay. All right. Let's jump into the interview now. I think, do we need to give a little disclaimer first, as in this tax advice is general, this is not your specific situation? Correct. Uh, This is all going to be (laughs) general discussion in terms of best practices, things you can do, but none of it is considered specific to anyone in uh, the chat's specific situation, nor anyone listening uh, delayed on podcast or VOD. Um, These are things you should be considering, things to evaluate, but nothing exactly specific to you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming, by the way. I'm really excited. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to to be here. Yay. So let's start super broad. Why do we get tax refunds and why are they called refunds? So the, the one thing that drives any kind of tax preparer crazy is when you have... So I'll get to the thing, but there's a bit of a tangent here. So... Um, <laughs> okay. Oftentimes you end up doing tax returns for friends of, you know, so I do one person and their brother or sister come or vice versa, right? And we're human beings, so we talk, you know? And so um, they start comparing kind of their refunds, right? And they say, well, I got $10,000 back and I only got 1000 You know, what did, what did Ernest do? Obviously he messed up on your taxes or something. And, and the first thing is, well their situations aren't the same. (laughs) One may have kids, one may be married, one may be deriving income from uh, W-2, while another one is self-employed, which is essentially what a streamer is. Um, And the the big picture of it is that a tax refund is kind of the, the term that everyone should be familiar with is the refund. So you return something to the store, you're getting refunded your money. Um, and in, specifically the taxes, is a refund is simply the fact that you've overpaid your taxes for the tax year. So kind of a, a, a summary of the, the theory behind it is, you know, you, you prepare your taxes, you go through all the forms, and, you know, at the end of it, you owe $10,000. Well, during the course of the year, you paid 15000 So that $5,000 difference between the two numbers, that's your refund because you've overpaid it for the year. Um, some people, you know, want that big refund. The general financial planner, um, tax person thing is you never want, um, to get a refund ideally, because essentially you are lending, um, the government money uh, interest free. I know interest rates are super low right now, but you know, it's kind of that cash flow consideration. Oh, wow. That's actually something I've never thought of before is that kind of extra money would be best put into <laughs> into a situation where you could see some kind of financial gain from it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you could get, 
I mean, if you now, obviously I'm not advocating for this, this is not an advocate for that, but say you found a vehicle investment where it would return, you know, 3% on your investment, right? So that's extra money that you would have had as opposed to just sitting it, waiting for your refund for a year. Gosh, there's a lot of opportunity here for sure. And I feel like there are a lot of common issues that definitely I struggle with, but I know are common for other streamers as well. So I feel like one of those is lack of understanding of taxes, right? So there are five types, which I actually learned from you. (laughs) There's federal income, federal employment, state income, state employment, and city taxes. So can you kind of break down what these five types are and what they mean for us? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the type of taxes you pay with income taxes. Now, so I'm trying to think because there are multiple ways to explain it. But, you know, quick tangent again, I, that's I, I apologize is what I kind of do. But you pay some people pay sales tax in their state. You know, you buy you go buy something, you pay uh, where I'm located. The sales tax is eight point one five percent. So I go buy something for a hundred bucks. I pay eight dollars in tax on top of that. Um, and so there are these little taxes that happen kind of throughout your, your year, your life that you don't really see or think about. Um, but to, to the general question is, so there's income tax, right? And so that's kind of assessed on what you make um, after all of your business expenses and deductions. So we'll get into those. There's a nuanced difference between those two terms, expenses and deductions. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about that. But uh, income tax is assessed on your taxable income. Everybody pays it. So if you are a um, W-2 employee, you know, you work a job nine to five, you're not a self-employed person, you pay those taxes. Um, now, the, the difference for streamers is if you are um, self-employed, because that's what you are as a streamer, you have to pay both sides of the payroll tax. So employment taxes have multiple names. Uh, they go by payroll taxes, employment taxes, FICA, and Medicare. Uh, the first job, you you know, if you've ever had one where you get, you get a W-2. Oh, uh, sorry. This only applies to the U.S., by the way. So uh, for anyone listening internationally, some of the concepts may cross over. But primarily, this is given from the perspective of someone who works on uh, U.S. taxes because we're complicated enough without factoring in other countries. Um, but back to employment taxes, payroll taxes, FICA taxes. So if you've ever had a job, um, you think like, okay, I'm going to make a thousand dollars. That's what, you know, my paycheck should be this, uh, week. Well, you get your pay stub and you see, okay, they took out federal withholding. Now that's what applies to income taxes, but then they took out Medicare and social security. That's known as the employment taxes or the, uh, the payroll taxes or what have you. And that's roughly seven and a half percent. Now, the thing that people don't realize is your employer matches that if you have a W-2 job. Now, what that means is, so I get paid a thousand dollars. I would pay, you know, $75 on that uh, in payroll taxes, rough, rough figures. Well, what happens is my employer would also pay $75 because they have to match it. Now, what happens when you're self-employed is you have to pay essentially both sides of it. So in other words, say you make $1,000 from streaming net, you pay $150 in employment taxes because you're paying the employer and the employee side. Yeah. So what's, what's the difference there? What's that extra employer tax for like why does why does that why is that a thing so the way the law is written is that if you hire someone as an employee that you have to match it meaning they just have to pay both sides so the employee pays their half and we're employing you so we derive a benefit from you being here so we have to match it just per the law and the way the the, the code the the code is written without getting into i mean that's a three-hour podcast um <laughs> is that essentially if you're self-employed, you have to pay both the employer and employee side because if, if you think about it, and this may be a misuse of the term, but if you think of it logically, as since you're self-employed, you're both your employer and your employee. Oh my gosh. That's so much. And that's so much like 
so much extra money that is going into it. But all right, and, so we know. Oh, yeah, yes, go for I'm it. sorry, but but that's what ends up killing a lot of streamers is that they have a general idea of the income tax side of it, but then they don't really understand the employee tax or employer tax, or I'm sorry, self-employed tax and baking that into their calculations. So they either end up way overshooting how much they should be paying or way undershooting when they're kind of calculating their reserves. So expenses are obviously something that can kind of cut into that a little bit that can help, um, help you really clarify how much you should actually be paying. How, how do expenses factor into that employee slash employer? Yep. Okay. Kind so, of kind of equation. Yeah. So expenses. So, um, the way I explain expenses in terms of the IRS guidance is that this is my standard spiel. It would be impossible for the IRS to specifically identify what a valid business expense is for every business that's, that has existed currently exists or will exist in the future. Think of the last 10 years of um, kind of our, our country and kind of what's happened. Uber really wasn't a thing. Twitch really wasn't a thing. I mean, you had the makings of it, but if you compare Twitch mm -hmm. now to 10 years ago, if it even, I don't even know the timeline, but completely different platform. I think YouTube became a thing in 2000. Like, so just in terms of how people earn money and the way they do it is completely different. So, you know, the, the, the text of them writing out, yeah, if you're doing this specific thing, this would be a business expense. It's, it's un, un, impossible for anyone, uh, anyone to do that. So what they did was they came up with a two-pronged test to, to determine if something is a, a valid business expense. And that, that test is if it is considered ordinary and necessary to your business, then it is considered a valid business expense. Now, it is not the true technical definitions of those words because, well, what's really necessary to a business, right? Like, if I'm selling, like, if I'm fabricating, you know, couches or something, well, obviously the wood, the fabric, that's necessary. So, but is my, like, do I have to buy high quality wood? Like, what, what does necessary mean? And what's ordinary mean? So, the way I like to explain it is is it common in the industry? And is it helpful to the business? So, for example, you're a streamer. You sub to 10 different channels as a form of networking, right? You get the sub notification. You say, hey, what's up? And you're kind of cross-building a platform, right? You, you, uh, you stream game Y or you have kind of a, a stream built around, you know, whatever, the IRL streamer, whatever you're doing. And then you sub to streamer A. Streamer A, uh, you know, does a similar thing to you. Right. And their stream hours are, you know, um, different than yours or whatever. And you play games together and there's this complimentary thing. Um, so that would be a normal business expense. Right. Why would that not be one? You know, that's a, a form of advertising in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, say you have a cooking stream. Right. And you buy food and knives and you have, you know, a whole setup for it. That would be a business expense to that stream. But say you don't do cooking streams and you try to write off groceries. That's not really kind of applicable to how you're generating your revenue. So that wouldn't be a business expense in that case. So there's all of this nuance as to kind of the content you're generating and how you're spending money to generate that content um, and, you know, defining what a business expense is. I would definitely make an argument I'm not saying whether you should or shouldn't do this. It depends on your situation. But as a streamer, all of your internet should be written off, potentially. Uh, your phone bill, because, uh, I mean, you work with streamers probably more than I do. And so how many of them have a, uh, you know, are managing their social after their stream? They go out to, you know, get a drink or get dinner you know, just to unwind and they're checking their phone. They're, che they're managing the Discord community. They're checking Twitter. They're pushing notifications to Instagram. They're messaging mods potentially. Like, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, 
it really becomes your entire life whenever you're streaming. So there's so many different opportunities for people to actually get these write-offs. So actually, I have a random question for you. How much of that activity do you actually have to do for it to be considered a write-off? So if I do one cooking stream a month, can I write off all my groceries for that month? No. So what I would say in that circumstance is... um is the goods, the, the groceries you bought for that stream is what I would write off in, in those circumstances. So for people who do um, cooking streams, I would say you need to keep very good track of your records. And you should be doing this anyway, but having separate accounts for stream expenses and living expenses. And what I would say is anytime you're buying stuff for that cooking stream, you use the business card. And that's nice and clean separation and you're able to track it easy. Yeah, that's a really great tip. I think any content creator should absolutely be doing that. It's so important. So, all right, we know a little bit about the types of refunds and what a refund is. Let's kind of go into the actual process of submitting our taxes. How often is this something that we should be doing? So what I'll say is, it is kind of the, the conversation we were having off stream, but so submitting your taxes quarterly is actually pretty simple unless you're on payroll, which is kind of a separate um, thing we can maybe discuss. It may be too technical, um, but essentially you estimate kind of what your revenue, your taxable income for the year would be. And you say, okay, well, this is what I made. I'm going to apply this percentage and I'm just going to send a check uh, to the IRS for X amount to cover this quarter. Right. Um, right. And that's as simple as getting a voucher off the, the website, writing the amount in it, writing a check, or you can even do it online. Uh, that works now. Uh, they've actually come a long way in the last year for their online payment system. And that's really it. Uh, there's no kind of quarterly filing beyond that. Um, now, the thing about it, though, is it's kind of what we were talking about earlier, right? It's that cash flow consideration. Do you want to have that cash in hand or do you want to make quarterly payments and be overpaid? Do you want to split the difference? Maybe you make smaller payments and then come April 15th. It's actually 17th this year. So you have a little more time. Um, but if you, you know, if you want to make a smaller payment on April 17th, then you do that. Um, I have some streamer clients that, you know, I tell them like, Hey, do you want to do quarterlies or would you rather have the cash in hand? You know, you'll pay a small penalty for being underpaid as long as you're comfortable with that. Let's do it, um, you know, because they don't know kind of you know where their life is, or they just rather have the cash in hand during the course of the year and cut that big check uh, um, on April seventeenth. Um, well, and so there's that message in chat right there. This is there any reason to do quarterly instead of yearly? Um, it's just a matter of preference. You know, it's how disciplined you are, right? Because say, okay, I'm going to squirrel away fifteen percent that I make every quarter and that'll, you know, more or less meet my tax burden um, for the year, right? I'll, I'll figure out what it should be. Well, say Christmas comes around, the holidays, and you go a little crazy, you feel good, you're like, I got, I got all this money, <laughs> and you go spend it all. And then the year my turns life. around and you have no cash in hand to meet the tax obligation, right? I mean, that's not the end of the world, but you end up on a payment plan, you end up trying always chasing the rabbit you always end up behind and you know now you're a year behind and then you're you know um 18 months behind and then you're 24 months behind and you're constantly building up this debt um and you know that's this terrible financial planning that's not even a tax thing that's just you know your own life and your own finances if you're if you're just constantly building debt with no kind of asset on the other side that's terrible you you don't want to do that yeah, and I feel like my problem is actually really similar to that where I just I put it off and I put it off. Like I don't plan for it at all because I feel like 
it's overwhelming it's it takes a lot of concentration it takes a lot of time it's like a big chunk of time away from your content and for somebody like me who is literally working from like waking up 7 30 in the morning working have some lunch working pretty much until i have like a couple hours at night where i'm just relaxing it just feels like such a huge chunk of time and so i end up really putting it off um, so how could somebody like me or somebody who just naturally puts things off set themselves up to make, ta- make tax time easier on themselves? So what I would say kind of, there, there are multiple ways to get there, but my advice and, and the best practice I think is, so figuring out your income either quarterly or annually is pretty simple for the most part. But that's actually not that difficult. Um, Mostly everything links through PayPal. You can kind of run a report that says, hey, this is what came in for the quarter. The tough thing is figuring out your expenses, right? Like, oh, well, what did I actually spend? What did I have this month? People throw all the receipts in a shoebox, um, you know, and they're, and they're scrambling this time of year to kind of recreate the entire year. So what I yeah. like to say is every quarter, just go through, set up a simple Excel spreadsheet uh, by month or by quarter and just tally your expenses for the um, the year. Or I'm sorry, for, for that period. That way you, you're doing it as you go. Um, you know, because I could have a, a wrong read of this, but for the most part, most streamers don't have that much expenses, but they don't do a great job on the record keeping of it. So if you go through and you are doing this, you know, maybe an hour a week, an hour a month, you can end up pretty far ahead of the game and you end up saving time on the back end because it's fresh in your memory, right? Because if you haven't done anything at this point, think about it, you're gonna be trying to remember stuff back in January, in February of 17. That's- Yeah, no way. Yeah, exactly. There's no way I remember any of that stuff. And I feel like, if you leave it for so late, you because you forget so many things, you miss a lot of opportunities to write off certain expenses. And so you just end up not being able to and losing out on a bunch of money. Exactly, yeah. So so on that point, let's assume you haven't hit the, pay, the payroll tax cap and you haven't hit, and you're just average bracket 15 or 25%. So effectively, every additional $1,000 in expenses you find will save you, and I'm, I'm approximating numbers here, 300 to $400 in tax. So when we're talking about that, and it's you know the cumulative effect of what you're building up and just not kind of finding a, an approach that works for maintaining your records, that becomes highly impactful very quickly, right? Because say you miss out on $5,000. Well, that's $2,000 in extra tax, right? So say you had that, forget about just having the extra 2000 in cash for your own personal living. That's money you could have to improve the quality of the stream or you know, try some maybe creative things um, you know, that you would be less willing to try if you didn't have that money, right? So you have that extra 2000 Maybe you're going to take a risk on you know, a month of IRL streaming or cooking streams, or, you know, you're going to try to maybe go in terms of more variety. Maybe you just keep hammering a main game and maybe you want to go wide and try some variety. Well, obviously that would potential, well, not maybe not obviously, but depending on your community that may end up with you earning less revenue while you're doing that. And so you're planning, well, if I had 2000 more in hand, I could maybe spend, you know, a week or two more, going variety or maybe an extra hour every night. So, you know, that's kind of um, the the considerations you're making that could end up, you know, being impacted by you not keeping better track of your taxes. Oh my gosh, there's so much. Okay, so this is a question I know like a lot of people are waiting to hear and for those of you who don't know, okay, there is a large Facebook group for Twitch streamers. It's called twitch.tv streamers. There's like 36,000 people in it. Um, it's a really great 
place to kind of get to to know a different side of the community. Fortunately, it's not super organized, so I don't really recommend you like promoting your stream or anything there. But I did talk to somebody who was in that group yesterday, and they said that they didn't have to do taxes because they don't have to pay taxes on donations. So let's just answer that right now. Let's let's get this misconception out of the way. Are donations taxable? Yes. Next question. <laughs> I love um, that. So why does why does everybody think that they aren't? The reason they don't. Um, so not to be glib. Donations are 100% taxable in all circumstances. You need to be reporting that. We'll talk about why um, in a moment. But the reason people don't think um, taxes, or I'm sorry, donations are taxable are, is because the ling- language of um, that, that that is common to it, right? So it's a donation, right? But it's mm-hmm. under the real thing is, is it's not a donation. No, I'm not aware of any, but no streamer um, that I'm aware of is a 501c3 organization. That's the the technical IRS code section for not-for-profit organizations. Think Goodwill, Salvation Army, um, what have you. Now, the the thing about it is because it uses the term donation, everyone thinks that it's a donation. And so, someone in uh, in chat just hit it dead on dead on the the head. It is a tip. Um, what I like to make the analogy for. And I need to come up with a better one because I don't think anyone's taken the wrong way, but I think it kind of belittles what streamers do Um, because it's tough when you're having these conversations to kind of purely distill down what a stream is. But one aspect of it is it's a, it's a live show. Absolutely. Right. When you're, when you're streaming live and an analogy I've come to for donations and tips is um Say you're a street performer, you're playing guitar, you're playing an instrument on the street, you've got your case open, and people are tossing dollars in there. That's a tip. That performer should be reporting that on their taxes. That's not a donation. Um, And, you know, it's just an issue. Um, I'm going to tell that story we were talking about. So I was consulting with a streamer. The person was doing really well for themselves. Um... No reason they shouldn't be full-time. They were full-time. And they were in complete denial about whether or not they should report the donations as taxes. And we weren't arguing, but I would say we were debating. And the person was saying, you know, I I don't have to pick these up. Um, It's it's a donation. No one else I know does this. And I said, well, you know, I can't really speak for what other people are or aren't doing. I can tell you what they should be doing. And it's kind of, you know, the person was kind of going <laughs> through the five stages of grief. Um, and they were they kind of denied it, denied it, denied it. Then the person started bargaining and it was like, well, you know, what are the chances I get caught? And, and to the point I was alluding to earlier, most people that I'm aware of tend to run to everything, especially donations through PayPal. And what happens is... PayPal is kind of a merchant service account. So in other words, they're kind of like a, a credit card, um, debit card kind of, they're a, a, a payment network. And so what happens is if you receive more than 200 transactions through your PayPal account or 20,000 and 20,000, um, you end up getting a 1099K. Now that's not too crazy a threshold for people to meet. So what ends up? So I, with this person I was working with and consulting with, I was like, okay, here's the link on PayPal. It shows you pull your, your 1099k, and you know, here's the here's the information. It showed, you know, uh, I'll give the the broadest range possible. It showed anywhere from eighty to five hundred thousand in money coming through the PayPal account. And I asked the person, well, is that your social on there? And the person, you know, kind of downtrodden, we said, yeah, that, that's my social. And so I kind of just like, look, I can't tell you whether you will or won't get caught. There's a tax form floating through the IRS system that shows that you received anywhere from 80 to 500,000. I don't know why you haven't been caught yet. Um, it's better, in my professional opinion, to address this now. Pay what you can. We'll get you on a payment plan, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
you know, and I get it. I mean, it's a, it's a, a huge um, cash outflow. I mean, we were talking, uh, let me think of the approximate rate. We're talking anywhere from call it 20 to 250,000 in taxes before interest and penalties. Uh, cause I, I'm giving a big range just cause I don't want to, you know, divulge who it was. Right. And so, and the person just kind of, that was it. Right. And it's just one of those things where you don't want to be in that situation. But if you are in that situation, okay, how can we make it right? Because if you keep ignoring the problem, you know, I, I, I could be wrong. Person may never get caught, may never get any IRS correspondence, but if they do and they continue down this path, it's going to be worse than if they address it immediately, as soon as they knew about it. Yeah, absolutely. So donations, we should almost just call them tips then, right? Yep, they should. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know how true this is, but I've heard things like if you call it a tip, it's actually um, harder to get charged back. But I don't know how true that is at all. I'm not a, I'm not a streamer, um, so I don't understand that side of it. But if that's true, I think you're more incentivized to just call it tips, right? Just so you don't get charged back. Yeah, absolutely. So what about donations during a charity stream? Is that something we need to pay taxes on ourselves? Yeah, well, this that is a fantastic question because um, <laughs> I was going to do this article on it. I, I got a good recommendation from a friend, but I never got to it. But ideally, you do not want to receive donations directly through your account. Because it ends up, there's like a classification issue between how it gets treated. So because you technically had control of the funds, it would be revenue to you. And donations get, there's a different rule for them. So it ends up hurting you, is, is the short of it. Ideally, what you want to do is however you're donating the charity, is you want to um, provide that immediately, strictly to the charity. So just provide a link, change all of your stuff to go to you know, an extra life or whatever vendor you're using and have that go there. Um, now, what is interesting is, is some streamers I've seen call things they're doing charity and it's not. Um, for example, say, you know, you're, you're raising money to reward a member of the community or a member of the mod team or something like that, right? And you buy a plane ticket or you get them something, right, for, for them being loyal to the stream and being a great help. That's an expense. That's not a donation. But the impact to you, say you raise a thousand, you buy them a new PC. Um, that's just a net zero issue. So no tax there. But if you were to, I'm not advocating, it's just a common one that everyone mentioned you know, that knows. If you raise money for Salvation Army and you donate money to Salvation Army from those funds, that's not ideal. Ideally, you would have your community and everyone donating direct donate directly to uh, that charity of choice. And then, if you want to match on top or or do some matching, that's great. It gets slightly different tax treatment. Um, and I guess this is uh, a good time to talk about that difference between expenses and deductions. Um, so, kind of, we talked about expenses earlier. Those are things that reduce your business income. So, we're talking. Okay. Internet, phone, your computer, any games you buy, microtransactions, stuff, you know, directly related to the stream. But deductions are things that happen after the business income. So some people may be familiar with um, the standard deduction or the itemized deductions. Essentially, and I forget the amount now with the new um, tax law, but I want to say it's roughly the standard deduction now is... 13,000 for tax year 2018. So everyone's doing taxes for, for 17, but going forward, the standard deduction, I think, don't hold me to this, is 13,000. Now, what that means is you would have to donate $13,001 before you see any benefit from, from a tax perspective um, from donating. So it would reduce your taxable income. Um, so that's the benefit of it. But notice, until you cross that threshold, you don't receive a tax benefit from it. And that's how donations get treated. So that's the issue um, uh, that, you, that you've got to work with. Okay. 
Okay. All right. So at what point should we actually be paying taxes? Is there a certain amount of income that comes through that we should start actually paying? Or do we just need to report everything to the IRS? So when you pay quarterly, there is no reporting because you don't have your information yet. So all you're doing with that is you're making a payment based on how much you think you owe. Um, and then that will just go towards the, the reporting side of it and, and drop down from there. So um, but what happens is this goes to the perspective of, do you want the cash in hand or do you want to, um, you know, have not have the cash, but not have a huge tax liability on April 17th? This is purely preference. This isn't considered, you know, best advice. This is what I think people should do. Everyone's lives are different. Everyone's perspectives are different. But what I would say is, is pay a little. So what I would like to see most people do is pay roughly 80% of their tax liability for the year, assuming you've got it dialed in pretty well by the end of the year. So from January to December, however you go about it, end up paying 80%. And um, then on April, you either you pay the rest of it or you, you know you kind of figure it out like oh I was over I was undershooting or overshooting my estimate and, and that's where you fall, um, but you know some people just don't want to do it and, and they rather do the big cash flow for my personality for who I am that doesn't work, um, but you know it's different folks for different uh, folks. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we know we can pay quarterly or we can save it up for just the one-time yearly payment. Um, let's talk about the actual like process. So whenever you decide, all right, I wanna pay each quarter, or I, won't, I wanna just wait for this one major yearly payment, like where do we start? So where you can go. So we haven't really talked about state taxes or city taxes because those exist too. Like if you're in California, the same kind of process exists um, where you pay state income tax. Now, so it, it's applicable to the states as well on a, on, a, on a smaller scale. So, you know, mainly we're talking federal because that's applicable to everyone in the United States. Um, you, what you can do if you wanna make a payment, you, you, you've tracked your income or, or, okay, so let's talk about two different paths actually. So let's say you haven't tracked um, your income at all, right? But you figure, you know, I'm gonna bake in some growth, whatever, and I'm gonna look at what I paid last year, right? So I paid, round figure, 10,000 in taxes in 2016. Okay, so I think I'm gonna make a little more money, but not that much more. So you know what, I'm just gonna do kind of a, a rough estimate. I think I'm gonna owe 12,000 in taxes for 2017, right? So I said 2016, I paid uh, 10,000, and I think in 2017, I'm gonna owe 12. Okay, cool. So I'll chop it uh, into quarters. I'm gonna owe 3,000 each quarter. So what I'll do is I will Go to irs.gov.gov, remember government site, <laughs> slash payments, and just go through their, their wizard tool and make a payment for uh, $3,000. Or I can go download form 1040-ES. I don't think the new ones are out, but the form doesn't really change. And all it is is a form where you put in your name um, and your you know social and some identifying information and you, you write a check i mean those things still exist believe it or not um and you you know write out a check to the uh, the united states treasury put some identifying information on the check for three thousand get a stamp throw it in the mail you know send that i would say send that certified mail so you know the irs gets it uh and that's it that's all you really have to do that's one way right you just kind of estimate last year's taxes say like i expect some growth and move forward Let's say you really want to dial it in, right? You really want to like say, okay, I'm going to figure out roughly what I'm going to owe and get a, a better approximation. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, take, you know, I'm going to mark my income. I'm going to put it in a spreadsheet. I'm going to say, okay, you know, I made 30,000 this month. I'm going to track my expenses, you know, internet, phone, microtransactions, because I got to have that dope Fortnite. U.S. skier skin, why frag out and build stuff, right? Or whatever. Um, that that joke is strictly strictly for the children who, who love that game. Because I saw like a Good Morning America skit on it. And, um, or not skit, uh, news piece on it. And it is 
I encourage anyone to watch it, Quick Tangent, because it is infuriating to watch because of how they're talking about it. And it's just like a, it's just not, not a good, um, oh, no. not a good it's... representation of kind of, I think, the game and just everything yeah. about it. It's like but, those people who are completely outside of gaming culture that are trying to understand it for the first it, time. It was like, and I'm going to go super old school reference. It was like Footloose or the Buddy Holly movie where they're all in the church and they're just like yelling at the kids for doing whatever. <laughs> oh my um, God. Yeah, that's really old reference. Uh, but it, so you track your income, you track your expenses and you say, okay, this quarter, you know, I'm going to net 10,000, right? All right. So I'm going to net 10,000. Um, I'm going to apply a rough percentage, right? So I'm in the 15% or the the 12% and I got some payroll tax. So, you know, it's going to be roughly effectively 22% in taxes. Okay. So it's 10,000 this quarter. I'm going to pay 2,200. Then I do the same exercise for the second quarter and the same exercise for the third quarter and the same exercise for the fourth quarter. And you just go through and you kind of estimate it and you say, all right, this is kind of where I'm going to fall. Um, is there kind of a magic bullet for estimating your taxes? No, just because it depends how good you are in your record keeping. If you can tell me definitively, this is how much I'm going to make. This is what my expenses are going to be for the year. I can dial it into about a thousand dollars because usually there's, you know, some other stuff that happens, but you may be forgetting things. You may not be including things. You may suddenly get like a hosting gig that you're exploring, or you may get, you know, your YouTube channel takes off and, and you don't factor that in. You completely space on it. And, and, it's basically as you're operating your content creation on the administrative side of things, making sure you are keeping good track of the information that's coming in. And by information, I mean revenue, income, cash in and expenses, cash out and figuring out what truly is a business expense and all that and kind of running down the math equation. It's not really complicated math by any means. So most people, you know, if they took the time and really looked at it, could figure it out and honestly get pretty close. Um, so, so that's what I would say is, is, is just what works for you um, and paying some estimate, you know? Mm -hmm. What kind of forms should we be submitting? Uh, for quarterly, it is just the 1040 ES. Um, if it is a... If you're doing the, the payment through the IRS website, you don't even have to submit a form. So that, that's quarterly. Um, for your annual filing, most streamers will end up doing the 1040, which is kind of the, the go-to individual tax return form, and what's known as the Schedule C, which is the um, self-employed small business form. And that tends to hit most of the boxes for them. And um, the Schedule C is just a IRS form that's laid out kind of like a profit and loss or income statement. Mm -hmm. And if you were doing that best practice that I was talking about, where you track your revenue and your expenses by category, you've already kind of done that. Really all you're doing at that point, if you're preparing your taxes is reconfiguring the, the, the information you've already, um, you already have and just putting it into the IRS forms. Okay. Are there any like resources or software? Because all this stuff is pretty complicated. Yes. What do you suggest that we do? So give us give us two different resolutions for this problem. One is like, what should a well-established streamer that they're doing this full time and you know they really need either a CPA or they need to work with somebody? Like, where should they go and where should somebody go if they are smaller and this is more just like a hobby um, and they need to make sure that they're submitting these taxes as well? Well, if, if you're well-established and uh, you want tax advice, you can find me. There's my Twitter underneath my name, at Warbnell. Um, Self-promote, <laughs> hashtag ad, hashtag um, marketing. Now, <laughs> but I mean, there go are multiple professionals that you can go to, um, you, what, what, so you kind of ask the question of, well, if you want to find someone, how do you go about doing that? Mm -hmm. You can use, you know, online Yelp reviews, CPA tax preparers. You can go to H&R Block if you need to. Um, what I would say is you need to find, it's more important 
Well, the, the, the first thing, it's, it's important to find someone who you have confidence in their ability to find the right answer and to prepare your stuff correctly. Um, now, having said that, you also need to find someone you can work with, someone you have a comfort level with. Um, like, for example, that person I mentioned in that story earlier about the denial of picking up tips, as we're now calling them, that was not a good fit for me. I wouldn't want to work with that person um, in terms of wanting to not pick up their tip. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm all for being aggressive on your taxes. And when, when people use that term, they're essentially saying, hey, you know, it's a gray area because is this a business expense? Is it not? Uh, we're going to say it is, right? And if I can make an argument for it, I get it. Let's do it. Let's be aggressive. Like, this is the risk. Okay, fine. I understand that. Um, but just blatantly not reporting income, I'm not. That's not me. Um, so you need to find someone who you can work with. Now, in addition to that, I'm of the mindset that if you can find someone who understands content creation to some degree, uh, understand Twitch, understand YouTube or what have you, you end up saving yourself a lot of time because they'll be able to ask questions already without you having to explain to them. Um, I saw something, no, I was talking with someone actually, um, and they were saying like, yeah, you know, I, I, I like my person as uh, my last accountant as a person, but I spent so much time explaining to them what a bit was, what a sub was, what Twitch was, mm -hmm. what esports is. Um, I was listening to some podcast cause, cause it's tax season. So you can only listen to so much music or whatever. And so you're just listening to podcasts <laughs> or streams in the background. It's kind of other white noise. And they were talking about it from the legal side. And I think the argument was, they were saying, you know, judges don't really understand this space. And what they were saying was, you know, we need to ban esports to get rid of loot boxes or something along those lines. What? <laughs> yeah, just a complete <laughs> fundamental misunderstanding of kind of the space and what it is. Um, so I would say find a professional, find someone you can work with. Um, if, you, if they don't know the space, you may have to, you know, educate them on it. Um, you know, reach out to me. I've done free consults for people just kind of asking like general, answering general questions. Um, you know, I'm not, I cannot, and I will not file a return for you for free. Um, because I'm taking, you know, their, their licensing issues with that. So don't come to me thinking like, Hey, you know, I'm not doing your return for the exposure. Um, oh, now, that's good. To, that's good to clarify. <laughs> now the other issue is another solution is, and, and their software is pretty good. Is you can, I would not recommend, I, I had someone do this and it baffled me. Oh, actually, <laughs> I, I did um, a return for a board game company. It was really cool. Um, but their last return, they did it themselves and they hand filled out all of the forms. And I was just, what are you doing? Do not, no, 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 no. I mean, and then like they downloaded the PDFs and hand filled out everything. Wow. Just don't, yeah, just don't do that. What I would say is... There's so much software available, it's unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, I'm not advocating for them to be clear. But there are free providers that will do your taxes. They have good wizard software. And by that, I mean, they'll ask you questions like, were you self-employed? Do you have expenses? What was your revenue? And they kind of walk you through it. And they do, I would say, a pretty good job of getting you... Uh, where you need to be to complete and file your taxes. Um, you know, they may miss some things on the edges, but more or less, um, more or less, they're good. Uh, what gives me pause is some free providers, the way they get their money is they sell um, your contact information for lists. I'm not going to say which ones because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but also their databases aren't necessarily secure. So was it two years ago or three years? Um, they had an issue where state returns were getting delayed for filing because they were doing additional identification because just identity theft. This is one of the biggest issues in tax pre preparation is because people will file a fictitious return under your social with a different address so they can get a refund. There's some, you, there's some unique instances where even if you didn't pay anything, you can get a refund. Um, so be careful there. Um, 
but uh, I would say, you know, the ones you buy um, off of Amazon.com, which is a great company because it owns Twitch, uh, <laughs> some of those are fine too. So th- that's kind of the approach. I would not hand fill it. Um, talk to your friends like, hey, did you? what software did you use to complete your taxes this year? It's one of those things where um, I wish people would talk about it a little more. Um, but I'll say, you know, don't take everything you hear. And this is kind of a good point. Um, you can't necessarily... Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. You can't actually, you know, figure out what people are doing um, because their situations may be different. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all about finding the the unique things inside of your own situation and kind of creating your return to be aware of the, all of those. But that's so scary that like people are actually taking others' information and like selling it. To all of these other platforms. So if we were to reach out to someone like you, like a CPA, what does that normally cost? You can, um, give, every, you can give us a, like a ballpark or yeah, if you want to tell I mean, us how much you charge. You know. Everyone's fees are different. You may find people who are more cost effective. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to not charge um, hourly because I want the back and forth. Um, I want people to be able to call me, ping me, ask questions, and not feel like I'm going to charge them for a quarter of an hour. Um, depending on if you have a state at all, um, you know, it, it depends on everyone's situation. So it's a range. Um, you know, some streamers have set up and rightfully so LLCs and are filing kind of pass through entities for the tax benefit. Um, so assuming you don't have that, you're just a schedule C full-time streamer. I would say anywhere from 400 to 600. It depends on your, 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 um, you know, your organization, how much, you know, time you need. Um, and part of that covers kind of, I want to, you know, I want to work with people long-term. I don't know. just looking for like a yearly thing. So I want to be able to um, answer uh, questions throughout the year. I want to have that back and forth. I, I say you should talk to your accountant every quarter. Like, Hey, anything new, anything change? No. You want to make a payment? No. Okay. Talk to, call me unless you have questions. We'll, we'll talk in three months. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the, the perspective. I, I, I found that my rates are pretty competitive. Um, you may find some people who are cheaper a little bit, uh, but they may charge hourly. So it all, it all depends. Um, yeah. Okay. So where can people reach out to you? Uh, they can find me on my Twitter. Um, I have kind of a basic site set up, but there's nothing really special there. Um, uh, but Twitter, you can you find me there at Warbnell, which is a dumb Star Wars uh comic book reference from way back that I just refused to let go. I love um, it. Yeah, but that's that's probably the best place, place to find me. My phone, you know, will go off. I don't have that many followers, so I not like I'm going to miss it. Awesome. And for those who are just listening, that is at W-A-R-B-N-U-L-L. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was fun. So, wow. <laughs> First off, thank you so much, Warbnell, for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and you teaching us more about this topic because this is definitely something that gets miscommunicated and misunderstood a lot. So thank you so much for helping everyone with your wonderful advice. Now, if you guys couldn't really tell from the interview, obviously my resolution for dealing with my taxes now is to just hire someone to do it. So I'm going to be looking into hiring an actual CPA because I just do not have time to sift through all of these expenses and sift through like itemizing stuff and it's just it's not it's not I'd much rather stay where my strengths are and my strengths are in content creation and social media and and promotion and so that is going to be my lane and I'm going to stay out of the CPA lane that is not for me that that ain't my thing if you guys are interested in learning more about streaming okay we have a really awesome community over on Patreon and it's 
on it's been amazing but we have a lot more things that are coming to the patreon like whenever we do these interviews so we live stream them on twitch and then they go up on youtube later and whenever we live stream them we actually do like a live q a immediately after and that q a is awesome and people really really love that that is going to be patron only at some point in the near future within the next couple of months so make sure that you guys get over there and join this community it's really a community of creators that are just like linking arms and helping each other figure out how to create the content of their dreams and they get a ton of rewards over there too like exclusive interviews a patron only podcast i just posted a couple of days ago a an article about um, just different links of relevant news that people need to be aware of in this industry so there's links from like Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, social media, and it just keeps you up to date with everything that's happening so that you can stay on top of your game. So yeah, there's a lot of great stuff over there, and it's a really, really awesome place to be if you really want to dive deeper into this. Um, I offer one-on-one coaching too, and the one-on-one coaching has been very helpful for a lot of people. That is one of the most fulfilling parts about making this content, for sure, for sure. So I will see you guys next week in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. I don't say it nearly enough, but I know time is the most valuable, awesome commodity that anyone can give you. Like you can't get time back, right? You can always make more money. You can always get more stuff, but you can't get more time. And so the fact that you guys spend that time with me really, really means the world to me. So thank you for letting me be just a small part of your streaming journey. And I really look forward to more episodes and more content to help you guys pursue your dream and learn to stream. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Stream Coach Podcast. See you next week.